Podcast. Welcome to this episode 222. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, what's up, everybody? And this is Bobby, and we're back for another week. Unfortunately, this week <laughs> we come uh, back from a loss. A, a, a rough one, a rough one. But but just to catch up our our audience, uh, last week on the zany adventures of Kevin Kitchen featuring Zlatan. Did you guys see the athletic article? <laughs> Uh, not yeah. only not only uh, spelling out the old news that Zlatan called uh, Perry Kitchen Kevin Kitchen, but a whole bunch of other crazy zany stuff uh, that was Zlatan's time here in MLS, including Brendan Hannon having to pick out thongs for him, and and uh, <laughs> and, and and wanting a hundred million dollars to uh, so to let people see him naked one time. <laughs> Uh, if I if I can get that much money for just having someone see it one time, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but for them, it's a it's like no no no. I only want to see it once. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I only have to show you once. Yeah, I mean, just pay up. That's it. I once. Would, and, I, and I would probably do it for one percent of that. <laughs> one million is fine. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I read it. Uh, but you and, got three hundred million in the bank. Right, of course. Um, but, but I think it's funny how everybody, you know, I, and I think there were some Galaxy, Galaxy fans that were kind of, you know, because the thing that was featured uh, throughout social media was that, you know, uh, Zlatan had called Perry Kitchen Kevin. And uh, the entire league or all of MLS Twitter uh, is finding out about that. I feel like that was pretty widely publicized, though. That's what I, I thought. I remember it. I yeah. It, yeah, that's what I had thought, and like uh, you know, and even like uh, some of our good friends around MLS Twitter, you know, were were like, "Hey, you know, do you, see, do you guys see this?" Like, yeah, we literally called Perry Kitchen Kevin for like two seasons. <laughs> like, th- thanks for listening to us, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the uh, remember I think what we discovered when we discovered it, it was at the Jersey launch party for the yeah, for the the. The, what do you call it? The the glitchy kit? What was what is that? Yeah. The Night Navy one? Yeah. Because yeah. it was it was on the caption for Perry Kitchen's photo yeah. that was next to Zlatan. Yeah, and I think that's uh, like when we were like we were like, what the hell? Like, why is it Kevin? Like it was like kind of weird. And then eventually it came out that that that's how it happened, that Zlatan called him Kevin. Although I don't remember exactly how it actually went down like as far as like why was he calling him kevin well was there a reason i think he was to me it's it's a simple it's a simple leap to go he saw kitchen and he thought kevin you know what i mean like he's he saw the k he saw the you know he either heard kitchen or saw the k and didn't think enough about his teammate to just go yeah okay whatever kevin something yeah and kevin white guy who knows? <laughs> but you know what? But you no, know no, what no, I that, think that, that, is that, a missed that, opportunity that. is that Perry didn't lean into it for at least a year. He could have became a Kevin. He could have became someone else. He could have been a different player. You know what I mean? Well, he wasn't our, he wasn't <laughs> our pod. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that um, so the Athletic actually kind of came out as to how it happened. And I guess he was like, you know, Zlatan was having this pep talk and he just came out and called you know, Perry Kitchen Kevin and Perry Kitchen like looks around like left to right, like, there's no Kevin on our team. What the hell is he talking to? But he's looking straight at him and, and I think this is coming from Chris Pontius. I think Chris Pontius is telling um There's there's multiple versions of it. Yeah, there's multiple versions of it. And you know, so like, you know, Chris Pontius 
uh, or at least uh, from, from the from the the, clip, the, the little paragraph yeah. Somebody he said somebody asked like who who's Kevin? Yeah, who's yeah? And so like he's like you know like so Perry Kitch is looking around like what the fuck's he talking to like and he's looking at straight at him so he's like you talking to me? It's like yeah, talking to you. He's like bro, like my name's Perry. Just like you know like look right above my locker room right right there it says Perry. Yeah, you're Kevin. And like, and like the way it was said was like, man, the confidence of this man, like he kind of made Perry Kitchen like, wait a minute, he's my, because <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, that's just great. That's just freaking great that like, you know, the, 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 the just like we, we always had talked about how like everything is just kind of pulled towards Zlatan, like he had his own gravitational pull. And, you know, this is just like one of those things that kind of just goes along with that lore where it's like, dude, like. You know, here's God. He says your yeah. name is Kevin. Your name is Kevin. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was a fun little piece. Um, nice to see that uh, the rest of MLS, uh, you know, was uh, in on what uh, many of us already knew and uh, enjoyed uh, yeah, for and, uh, a couple it, of seasons. It's, it's funny that it's funny that the, the athletic pulls out this. You know, it it, it feels like uh, you know they're they're starting to lose. A little bit of eyeballs, and they go like, "Hey, let's do let's do a Zlatan story." Yeah, okay, and that'll get everybody talking about us again. Uh, it really does feel like a, an attention grab um, because well, you're was the no, one that started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> he, he is the one that started it. it is what I'm saying. It's, no, on this show. Sure, because it's in so the you, Galaxy Zeitgeist yeah, right but, now. But, I mean, but, that's no, how this works. No, that, that's no, how the show that, works. He's, <laughs> you are you are complaining about him doing something that you just got tricked to do. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. I'm not saying that it didn't work. <laughs> I'm saying they pulled out their, their bag of tricks with this thing. Um, <laughs> Although, I, I mean, it's funny because... Pull the fun out of things, Bobby. Jesus Christ. Well, Show no, me a red card next time. But it's but it's funny because, I mean, Bobby makes a really good point because there are so many things. like It's kind of like an afterthought, and there's like significantly more important things to talk about, but you go like... Hey, we, we gotta talk about this right now, right yeah, now. Right know, away. Like, right, right away. away. I we like talk about stop, this. <laughs> I stopped breathing and he's like, All right, well, we're gonna go right here now. No, 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 no. Like, whoa, okay. And then you're like, you know. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess we're starting with it's this. fine, it's fine. We're just 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 calling it out. Just calling it out. <laughs> it's okay. D D David got hooked. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoyed, we made you know, fun, we joked. It was you know, it's okay. You know it's okay. I'm always the first fish to bite bobby come on you know that about <laughs> i know me. i know that but you're complaining about it that's the sure, thing you're complaining sure. about it if i was a fish that got hooked i'd be like fucking got hooked again <laughs> you know that guy put that hook there i should fucking know better but i just did it anyways yeah all right all right here i am hooked again <laughs> i know how the fuck have i not been cooked yet <laughs> well they take me out and they go eh, they throw me back in yeah i guess so and then you just keep jumping up for and another you just one. keep jumping up another one <laughs> motherfucker eat me <laughs> <laughs> all right did you get it out of your system david i did i did okay, okay. <laughs> good stuff good stuff oh the marshmallows on the end of those things <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and move on from Kevin Kitchen. 
um, who, no lo- <laughs> who no longer plays with the Galaxy. He's on he a good Columbus. None of them, none of them do. Kevin Kitchen <laughs> doesn't play. Chris Pontius doesn't play. Uh, none of the guys that they play. Zlatan doesn't play for the Galaxy anymore. None of these fools play for the Galaxy. Yeah, anymore. all right. <laughs> but we felt the need to bring it up. <laughs> now, David, now David's getting even angrier about his own thing. It, like it's gearing up over and over. Oh, man, it's funny. All right. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's transition into, you know, whatever. Um, so, game against Portland. Lots yeah. of things to talk about. Let- really, what I was trying to do was avoid talking about this. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, the oh, funny thing is, yeah. is that, like, there's obviously, okay, so there's an elephant in the room, and we're going to get to that. It's not like we're going to try to avoid that. We're going to get to, you know, because I feel that that's going to be, uh, I don't know for what the most about. part, well, I, I will show you since you're off, you know, looking at the hook and not seeing the elephant in the room. Um, but That's a weird room with the hook and elephant. like an elephant? Yeah, is the hook like an elephant shape? <laughs> I don't know. It could be. Maybe the maybe that was a bait. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Yeah, no fucks given there. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> All right. So, Galaxy, uh, after uh, once again, after a little modest two-game uh, winning streak, if you want to call it a streak, once again goes up to the Pacific Northwest and uh, falls flat on their face. Uh, this time three nil to Portland, exact same scoreline as uh, as Seattle. Um, different circumstances in, in this game, which again we will talk about. Um, let's talk about the first half before we get into what happened right before halftime and uh, the second half here. Um, guys, what can we talk about the lineup first? Because I do remember let's, the term yes. "sexy" being thrown out about yes. that lineup. Yes, let's go ahead and talk about the lineup. That's we'll begin there. Starting lineup. This is about as close to the, you know, uh, a squad. Minus one. Minus one that you're going to see for the most part. Uh, so, a couple guys in there that obviously are, you know, a, a no-brainer in lock and no surprises. You have uh, Jonathan Bond. As a keeper, Viafanya, Steris, Williams, and Araujo in the back. That's going to be your starting lineup. Um, I honestly, I, I think Koulibaly isn't a uh, automatic starter the way we figured Williams was going to be. So um, I think he challenges Steris there. But um, yeah, maybe not. Mid- <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Uh, in the midfield, you had Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, in the middle, paired with Sebastian Leggett. Now, we have seen that pairing before. Uh, I think Dominic Kinnear did it in the first season that he took over, and guess what? It worked very, very well, as both both of those players uh, did well for themselves, as well as a team around them. So that was uh, the first time that we saw that outside of Dominic Kinnear, I think. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Uh, Grant Sear is on the right. Kevin Cabral makes his very first start for the Galaxy. He is playing on the left. And Victor Vasquez is not even in the 18. So Efrain Alvarez gets another start. And he is that uh, center midfielder, uh, which is interesting. And, of course, up top is uh, Chicharito. And when you're looking at this, this is almost full strength. And you're like, ooh, 
Yeah, this is nice. This is really nice. This has the potential to ha- to do a lot of damage. Um, did you agree with the sexy uh, term, David, or was this just like, yeah, this is what we got? I don't. I don't know about sexy. I don't think that's the right word to to describe this. I do think that it's it's pretty close to a a one lineup. Um, again, a, a minus one for me. It's it's Alvarez for for Vasquez. You you swap those two out, and I think you go. That's that's a really strong lineup. Um, I sexy. I have not seen from this team yet, uh, and it's going to be a while before I can say sexy. Regarding regarding the, the the lineup itself, but um, I mean you know it looked like a, a a game where you look okay. Well, Vanny is coming out to possess the ball and to attack and to win. This isn't a, a defensive lineup by any stretch because you have Legette and, and Jonathan Dos Santos in the back, just you know trying to go box to box, and then you have Alvarez as the creative midfielder, not needing to really play defense, and he certainly didn't. Uh, in in that first half that he was that he was on the field um one thing that i did notice about the way that they came out was they did exactly that they possessed the ball for a long stretch but even with that possession they didn't really generate all that many chances yeah so um this could be an unpopular opinion i'm going to have a couple of those in this episode but I saw a lot of people come out and say that the Galaxy were playing really well in the first half, that they were the better side by far in the first half, that, you know, uh, obviously uh, before the red card or if the red card doesn't happen, you know, Galaxy might win the game. And, you know, that that's still... I don't think we ever win this game. I don't think we ever The first 10 minutes, we looked okay. The well, first me... 10 minutes, we looked good. And that was basically it. Maybe fifteen. Austria like had a shot almost immediately. Um, yeah, that, that it went wide, but yeah, it, it was yeah within the first. I think yeah, it was in the in the first like minute of the game. I think it just right off the bat that was like oh okay like that, that just happened. Um, but see for me, uh, I don't know what game. If if you're one of the ones who said that the Galaxy were the better squad in the first half before the red card, um, that they were the better team. Um, and that they were dominant. I have no idea what game we're watching. I really yeah, don't. I, I, I saw a team. I saw a team that, like I said, was possessing, was really, really pushing hard on one particular side of the field that was not Kevin Cabral's side of the field. Yeah. Um, and 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 really not having any good ideas. It was it was a lot of possession without intent. I mean, I'm not sure Chicharito even had many touches on the ball in that first 20 minutes, but. It also, I think Bobby and I were talking about this in that first, probably like 20 to 30 minutes. It looked like Portland was just happy to just let us have the ball. Yeah. So and here just, just is frustrated us in the back. So I'm, uh, we're basically all on point. Uh, we're all in agreement here. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, quite a bit. are going to go down the stats in a minute, but like, all I got to say is look at how many times Bond has to save the ball in the first half. Like, literally, it's insane. And we have we almost have like nothing, no no shots in the first half. It was it was not good. 
yeah, so I'm gonna, and you're right, I'm gonna get into the stats, but what, what I, before I do, what I do want to say is that, you know, the, the Galaxy had all the possession, like you guys were t- talking about uh, while watching the game, was that I think that was by design. I think Portland very well said, here you go, you can have the ball all you want, um, I'm gonna let you have it. You're gonna have to get by nine people. Uh, in the final third, and I dare you to break the, this line because I don't think you can. Um, and I can tell that that was the case because Portland did not press the Galaxy whatsoever. And like not know, at it, all. It didn't like at all. Seem like yes. they were interested in nope. attacking the. the uh, aside from that initial shot from Aspria, it didn't really look like they were interested in attacking for like 25 minutes. Yeah, and, and the thing is, yeah. is that you know I had talked about the Galaxy doing this uh, with some of their opponents, whether it was uh, you know they were trying to, get, to do it against Seattle or New, uh, New York uh, was another one of those teams. Um, it was look, I'm going to pick my spots. It, it's basically guerrilla warfare. If I go in and just go toe to toe with you with my depleted lineup, you know nine. I think there was nine uh, injured players. Uh, three of them are goalkeepers. So, you know, Portland's down to like their fourth goalkeeper, I believe. So I think, I think they had to call somebody up from like their their USL side. Yeah, like apparently like the uh Gio Savarese had no idea that that guy even existed in the organization. <laughs> um so I so um so they called that guy up and I think he played them in the their previous game. And you know, so they're decimated by injuries. Uh rest assured that at home. And if they were in the full squad, uh, this game would look a lot different. And the Galaxy would be chasing shadows, I assume. Um, it would be the exact opposite, probably what you saw um, against uh, New York, in which, hey, we don't really hold the ball all that much. And again, we're just picking our spots and um, because yeah, we can't hold the ball right now. So we're, we're going to just kind of uh, hurt you where if, if you, you know, give us that opening. And I think that's what Portland was doing. Um, I'm pretty sure they said, okay, look, let Galaxy have the ball. They're going to come in numbers, and we're going to kill them on the counter. Um, Galaxy aren't really that good in transition defense, and that's exactly what happened. Much like what we do with LAFC in that, hey, let them have the ball. They have to break down this line, and they're going to commit numbers, and you know we'll strike then. That's exactly what Portland did. So the fact that the Galaxy had all that possession, that was by design. So when you're talking about who was the dominant side, Portland basically came out and dictated the Galaxy's play. Granted that, yes, Greg Vanny wanted possession of the ball, but Portland was like, give them possession of the ball. We want that to happen. We'll, we'll be fine. And that is exactly what happened. The Galaxy were not one bit dominant in this game whatsoever, and the stats really back that up. Galaxy had possession, 63. This is, by the way, the first half, not for the game. Mm-hmm. But the first half, 63-37. That's basically it. Now, I, I actually don't have this, and I probably should have written it down. Obviously, the Galaxy had a lot more passes than Portland did in that first half. And I'll tell you right now that the more than half the passes that they did complete was on their side of the ball. It was not on Portland's side of the ball. So, again, it shows you that they didn't do anything with it. Let's go ahead and move on to some actual significant numbers here. Total shots taken, 12 to six in favor of Portland. So Portland shot the ball twice as much with a two to one disadvantage in mm-hmm. possession. 
they got five of those on target, which means Bond had mm -hmm. to save five of them. Mm -hmm. And the Galaxy only got two, and I can't even remember what one was. The only one that I can remember was Kevin Cabral cut inside. He shot the ball. He tried to be very fancy and try to curl it far post. It had absolutely shot, no, yeah, no strength on it, and the the keeper had absolutely no problem with it. That was no, that one was of their shot. the keeper didn't that touch one that it. Went off the defender. Yeah, that yeah, it went, off the it went off the defender. He was trying to cross it. He was trying to cross it in no, the no, box, no, no, but no, it was no, really no. weak. He, no, no, he shot no, far it post. It was a shot. He shot far post. He tried to curl mm -hmm. it far post, but it didn't get past the first defender. No, 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 no. Then we're talking about a different a different shot. Oh, okay. Well, because he tried I remember, it twice. <laughs> yeah, well, then he, he tried it twice. But, the but yeah, but, and I'll tell you, that was really, one shot. But, but really, that was one of the big problems is that th that was one of Cabral's very few touches yeah. in the first half. Yeah. They did not go up his side. And I get it. That's his first game starting. He's new to the team. The chemistry is not there. It, it really, really looked like it. But when he got the ball, you could see. You could see the building blocks of something that, you know, yeah, this is a guy who can create problems for other teams, but the Galaxy just opted to not try and push up that side. Like, I would say that 85% of the the attack went up the right side rather than going up the left side of Cabral. Yeah, it, it was really odd. I don't know if Greg Vanny saw something in the defense where they say, look, this is uh, this side is significantly weaker. We're going to go ahead and try attack from that side. Because, um, yeah, there was a lot of balls uh, from uh, Grand Seer and to Araujo, and uh, again, didn't really amount to much. And uh, Kevin Cabral at least tried to create something, was unsuccessful um, in a lot of those uh, attempts, either because uh, his passes were uh, didn't get to its intended target, either because it was very predictable or just, uh, I don't know, but, but a lot of the, the, the passes where he tried to really try to, you know, cut the defense or split the defense, um, it didn't reach its intended target. So um, not much coming from uh, from that side. But it's not something that I fault Cabral on. Like I said, it's his first start. He still has to get, um, you know, uh, chemistry with the team. And um, that's going to take time. So there's that. Um, chances created 7-3 uh, to in favor of Portland. So, again, Portland doing a lot more um, with, when they had the ball than the Galaxy did. And then the, the stat, big chances. I, I, again, I don't know how this is defined, but big chances, 3-0 in favor of Portland. So again, Galaxy not mustering up any sort of real significant chance. I never, ever felt, and maybe someone out there can, can remind me of it, maybe you guys can, but I doubt it because we're on the same page here. I don't ever remember any play whatsoever where I felt that the Galaxy, oh, they were very, very close. Because yeah, I never there saw was, that. There was a there was a, a set piece, I think, or maybe it was from a corner where uh, yeah, Steris no, no. no no it was Steris. Yeah, Steris got the ball, he brought the ball down and he missed. Oh that was the second half. Was that the second half? Well yeah, that, that was the second well, half. Yeah. In, in the overall game, that's the one thing that I remember seeing. Right. Okay, yeah. So because I was like, uh, why is Steris there? Why is Steris the one taking that shot? Yeah, no, it might that have was been I want to say it's the first half because I remember it was I, I initially thought it was Williams. So I think the play that you're talking about, um, and this is the only th part thing that I can think of, and it was basically a trying to make something out of nothing, is that or it, it Araujo crosses the ball in. I don't think it was off a set piece. Araujo crosses the ball in. Steris does get a head on it, and it goes across the face of goal, and Williams just can't get a foot on it. And there was nobody in the back post, but he just couldn't get a foot on it. I think that might be the one that you're talking about. 
You know, but brought it down with his foot. Oh, then I don't know. Uh, the, the the one that I'm thinking of was in the second half, and they were already down two nil. So maybe it was another one, but um. So yeah, I I just honestly can't even remember the Galaxy uh putting any sort of oh my god they almost scored there uh in the first half and then the expected goals 1.21 to 0.43 in favor of Portland. So Portland creating uh, with the chances that they created with the little amount of time that they had the ball still had an expected goal of over 1 and the Galaxy with all the possession that they had couldn't even muster up half a goal. I don't know how someone could sit there and say that the Galaxy dominated this game. I have no idea what they had the ball. About. They had the ball, but they, they didn't had dominate. the ball, but they didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can have my defender just pass the ball back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in my end of the box and dominate possession. That doesn't mean a thing. The Galaxy did absolutely nothing with the ball because they could not break down the defense. And again, this was by design. This was Portland's game plan yes. the entire time. If anybody dominated the game, it is Portland. I'm not even talking about in the second half. This is before the red card. Before and the red it, and, if, and if there was ever if there was ever a game for a player like like um, Efrain Alvarez to really like show us that he can be that central attacking midfielder, the one that's going to be able to to hit the passes to unlock the the defense. This was going to be it. Yeah, this was going to be it. This um, was going to be it. The other the other big thing that I I mentioned to Bobby as we were watching the game, Jonathan dos Santos looked tired. He was out there walking for a lot of that game. I'm not he sure. Was, I mean, it, he was behind the plays. He wasn't pressuring quickly enough. He was his reactions were were poor. I thought that Jonathan was a big reason why our our attack was not mustering any like you know uh, options just because he wasn't back there really like being menacing or. Or contributing to the attack in, in in on either side. He was on the field. He I really didn't see him be very good out there. Yeah, I mean, for for me, Jonathan Dos Santos was, I mean, uh, again, a, a non-factor, um, not doing too much. I, I can't imagine that. I, I can't imagine that in, in 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 a week where we just signed another defensive midfielder. Yes. A week um, after, a week after our traffic where he had a goal. The, well, no, it's uh, or two weeks after. Two weeks after. Two weeks, two weeks after our traffic where he had a goal. Where we thought, okay, this is this is going to be the 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 Jonathan dos Santos. He comes out, and he's walking, he's um, he's he's behind the plays. He, you know, like I said, he looked like he was in a daze. So let me um, again, the optics of this. I, I actually didn't necessarily think that dos Santos had a bad game, but again, he doesn't stand out. He doesn't stand out. He doesn't have a good game. And maybe that's, again, it's it's kind of overshadowed by what happened with the red card. But let me give you some stats on Jonathan Dos Santos here um, because uh, this actually might surprise you a little bit. Um, he made 68 passes. He completed 68 passes with a 93% accuracy. He actually had more than half of those were in the opposite, uh, important side, not his own. So he was on the other side of the ball. He was in the attacking yeah, third. That's, for, that, for that. that's when yeah. Portland is letting us right, right. Um, <laughs> dictate the game. Um, five long balls and all of them hit the target. Mm -hmm. He had, he had 88 touches in the game. And again, you could say that, you know, didn't it, he also get stripped in the back? Um, I don't remember if it was him and I know exactly which yeah, play you're once. talking about. Um, 
He got stripped in the back. He, he was, according to this, he was dispossessed two times. I, I want to say it was him. Um, I, I want to say it was him. I know exactly which play you're talking about. I want to say it was him, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Some of the stats, you know, obviously, uh, statistically, uh, one of his better games uh, than compared to some of the other ones. But again, it, it just doesn't really look like it. And again, uh, all there's just no bite in that attack whatsoever for the galaxy uh, in that first half. It's um, I, I honestly think it's a little mind boggling how people thought that the galaxy dominated the first half. Um, I, I the stats don't back that up. And simply holding the ball doesn't mean that you dominated the game. Uh, if you can't understand that this was Portland's tactic to let them have the ball, that you that, that you can't see that they weren't even pressing until they said, okay, just go ahead and come tell us to break us down and see if you can do it. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Um, this was by design. And then um, Vanny, after, uh, in the press conference, when asked, he says, I, I mean, he obviously, and this is a, a coach that we have seen make adjustments, the right adjustments, the right substitutions um, that pay off. People are saying if the red card doesn't happen, you know, the Galaxy could win this game. I agree with that. I actually do agree with that. Uh, they may not have looked dominant or good, but if Greg Vanny's Greg Vanny would be able to see what is going on, he would make his adjustments. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't get past this line. We can't get past this. This is how we do it. This is my adjustment. This is these are the subs that I'm going to make. This is what I'm going to do. We're getting beat on the counter. This is what we have to close up. This is how we're you know this is what they're doing. Let's go ahead and do this. I have no doubt that Greg Vanny would have made his adjustments to put us in a better position to win in the second half. Should the red card not have occurred? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man, because Gr- Grand Seer come, comes out with an injury in like right. what, the 40th 40th minute, and he, yeah, and he like, brings in. He brings in Sasha Kleshin, and that seemed to make things way, way worse. And Kleshin, you would think that if we're having trouble breaking down the defense and going through the middle, bringing off a, wing, a, a guy who has predominantly been on the wing and hasn't really shown much for his playmaking abilities, you bring in a guy like Sasha. Yeah, he's slower, but he's also able to pick up that pass. He just, you know, I, I don't think that was the right move. I think that... Um... I obviously the Grand Seer injury was not expected. And so you had to like, okay, what do I do here? Because I wasn't expecting to sub him off until a little later or whatnot. Uh, I'm sure he probably would have brought in Sasha Kleshton as a guy who, okay, who can um, unlock a defense or uh, another guy that can have, that can have vision and make that final pass uh, to go along with Alvarez or whoever else that he might have uh, brought in to do that. I'm sure I'm sure you probably would have seen an Ethan Zubek come in a little uh, sooner as well as a Dunbar come in a little sooner um, to run at these guys and try to make those runs uh, at tire legs who you know, would have been defending for a majority of the time. Mm-hmm. But three minutes later, maybe less than that, is when the red card occurred. So, yeah. it ch- like, so in three minutes, you change the entire dynamic of the game. What, like 100%. So whatever plan that you had and whatever adjustments you were ready to make at halftime, it was thrown out the window, like completely out the window. So I don't necessarily blame Sasha sure, Kleshton for that. But he's not, but, but Vanny's also not a one trick pony. He's not be like, oh, this, this is my big adjustment. And then, you know, something, something unexpected happens and then he's lost. No, like no, that's no, no. not, that's, but, that's not what Vanny has no, shown us. And that's not what, and that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he had a plan 
And okay, obviously plan B wasn't going to take effect because of what had happened. So I have to make another plan. And guess what? You're already playing at a disadvantage. So now it's just basically, okay, we're going to have to like get into survival mode here. And guess what? Portland has a pretty goddamn good coach as well. He knows how to make adjustments. He's been there before. This is going to be a chess match. And all of a sudden, the tables have turned. The fact that Portland was saying to themselves, hey, we just have to be survival mode and we're going to pick our spots. Well, guess what? They saw blood in the water and they attacked. And within two minutes in the second half, guess what? It paid off. And again, right out of the gates in the second half, you change the dynamic once yeah. again. Survival mode is now gone. So, you know, I, I, I do agree in that if the red card doesn't happen, the Galaxy are still in a position to win the game. But um, I just disagree with the fact that they were the dominant side in the first half. I honestly don't know what game you're watching, if, if you truly believe that that was the case. Let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room here. Derek Williams gets a straight red card for, for a, a really, really brutal tackle. Well, have, dude, it, it was an absolute horror show. Like, that yeah. was, it was awful. It was, uh, I mean, you, if you, you see this live, and you're like, yeah, that's a red card. Yeah. That's a fine, and that's a suspension. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Like, th there's no way that you can possibly defend that those three things weren't happening. It was just, and, and the more you saw it, the more you're thinking, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what, yeah. what are you thinking? Like, wow, you're like nowhere near the ball. And of course, you know, this happens. Uh, I, I don't know how long it was after, you know, Jonathan Bond, who, by the way, in that first half, stood on his head uh, again. More, 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 on, more on Bond later from me. Uh-huh. And so he comes out, uh, 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 he punches a ball out, but in the process, you know, he, he basically runs into Williams. Williams goes down, he's down. And while Bond goes... Oh, dude, you okay, bro? Hold on, let me get the safe. Goes back and makes like that, that the second save of the ball. <laughs> and uh, God, you got to love that guy. Uh, yep. Play is stopped. And, you know, uh, no concussion protocols are in effect right there. No, 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 he no, wasn't... no. He, he was checked. He was, he was checked. checked. Okay, yeah. he was checked. He okay. was checked. But you can see, but you can see from the from the replay of that, of, of that collision, you see he, he, he hits the turf. And Bond is gets up off of him to make the second save as he's like checking on him and also needing to make the save. He, but you can see that Derek Williams lifts his head up and then immediately goes back down, like just yeah. goes limping, goes back down. And so, you really do have to wonder whether or not Derek Williams is okay. That doesn't matter. It does yeah, not it, yeah, matter. I, I don't think I, I look I, honestly. I don't know anything about. Um, you know these concussion effects. As far as you know, you, I, I'm 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 aware that you're probably not you know uh, thinking straight, and uh, I I don't know exactly what it is. If you're seeing something that really isn't there, I don't know if your depth perception yeah, is. I, I honestly like don't you, know what it it's, is. It's like being drunk immediately. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like I've never been concussed. I haven't read anything about it, so I, I don't really have an opinion. However, Greg Vanny has said that he's fine. He does not have a concussion. So you actually can't. So even if you were to make a case that, look, the guy was concussed, he has no idea, you know, he, you know, he probably saw three of these guys and he went for the one in the middle, you know, um, like I, you can't, you can't make a case there because I really don't, apparently. I don't, I, and I really don't like that narrative either. I, I really I don't. don't like, I've seen, I've seen I a don't. couple of people 
try to defend it that way to to be like, okay, well, look, maybe he was concussed. Did you see the way he did? It doesn't matter. The that Derek Williams red, I mean, it was like I said, horrendous. It was awful. It was a it was a really really bad tackle. Um, um it, it's, and, it's a no doubter. Uh, David, you I, go on. Go. I was, no, no, no. You have... I was saying I went back. I went back and I was watching the condensed match for this game because when it, live when it all happened, my immediate thought was, oh my god. Yeah. That's a red. <laughs> you know, at least said, oh my god, that's a red card. And and obviously you feel bad for Andy Polo, and you see as soon yeah. as the referee gives a red card, Williams is sitting there going like, yeah, I fucked up bad that was yeah like there's bad. no and nobody absolutely nobody was nobody gonna, like talk to the ref no. like argued about it like dude like, like it, it wasn't it, even it wasn't even to the point where where i i don't recall timbers players like going over to williams like what the fuck yeah like it was just like um yeah what the hell just happened but like nobody yeah. went over like you know hey you know to, to to get on his case everybody knew immediately um, and, and like I said, I feel bad for Andy Polo, like God, my heart goes out to him. I really do hope he recovers from this and he's able to play again because that was absolutely horrendous. But the aftermath of this, of, of this play has been absolutely ridiculous. The rhetoric that has been put forth about what this play is, is just sickening to hear um and granted maybe maybe i have a little bit of a bias because this did was this was perpetrated by a galaxy um player and look for me if williams gets suspended for three games i'm like yep that's probably the right call if he gets suspended for five i'm like yep that's probably the right call if mls comes out and says yeah we're gonna cancel his contract we're paying him out he he can't he can't play here anymore I think that's a little harsh, but I, I could, I'm not going to argue with it. It was horrible. It ended, it could have ended a man's career, which is awful. Here's where I take really, really big issue with this. This isn't the first time this has happened in Portland and the Timbers as an organization, they're going to cry and they're going to, and, and they're going to rightfully complain that this was a bad tackle. But the, the but to parade their player out, to parade their injured player out, they, they he limps off the field. Obviously, he was okay enough to, to walk off the field um, uh, with, with help. They put him in a wheelchair. They take him down into the locker room. Second half comes, he's got this big leg brace, and, you know, he's all wrapped up and, and, and stuff. And they, they bring him back out, and they make him sit on the bench. Why? For what purpose? What if you're legitimately concerned about the well-being of your player, leave him in the locker room, send him to the hospital. There's no reason for you as an organization who is concerned about your employee to parade him out to make the other to make the fans and the team feel bad that their player got hurt. It's a horrible, horrible, awful thing that happened to him. I feel bad for the guy. I whatever punishment is coming for Derek Williams, he deserves it. But that theatrical bullshit that the Timbers organization pulled and used Andy Polo to gain, you know, a, 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 a sympathy or whatever it was they, they were trying to do is ridiculous. Bobby, uh, I think it was Bobby that said, oh, dude, just put him in a freaking neck brace. Like he's going um, to court for a whip for whiplash. 
I got I got I got to take credit. I think I'm the one that lit yeah, this fire in David. Yeah. <laughs> While we were cuz when we were watching it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Maddening. <laughs> I'm just like maddening because you saw cuz yeah. and and maybe maybe this is a little bit of me being snake bitten from the whole Darlington Nagby thing. You know, when when Nigel DeYoung murdered him on the field and then he was playing the you know, two games later, but they had to take him off on a wheelchair. It was you know, a, 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 a old, uh, a old uh, lady, you know, with the push gun. It's, it's, it's really disgusting. The, the, the tackle is disgusting. Yes. Nobody, nobody should ever, yeah, but that's, should ever, but that whole thing that I'm defending the tackle at all. That's, it's horrible. Yeah, but that whole display, you know, follows follows in in suit with you know how they you know are you know uh, raising their voices for Williams like ex- extended or whatever yeah, they want. They want him banned forever. About. Oh, he yeah, should never play. He should never is, play yeah. soccer ever again, but yeah. bro. But there was a it's a part of Luis it. Like you know, that, that was the whole people. part of it. He's still playing soccer. If I he know, comes man, to MLS, that's... they're gonna be all Gaga over Luis Suarez. He fucking bit two people on two separate occasions. Like who bites people? Luis Suarez. But I it, here's the thing. It, it for whatever reason that didn't rub me the wrong way. I know it rubbed a lot of Galaxy fans the wrong way, and and I I I, I kind of understand why, but at the same time you have to understand like the other point of view here because I'm not gonna lie. If it's if I'm on the other end of this, I would want to show the damage that was done to. Yeah, I get maximum punishment out of this. And is it petty? Sure. But my, it's no, kind my of part concern of the is for, thing. My, for the player, the well being of the player. It, it, you can't tell me that a guy that has a quad, a ruptured quad and a torn meniscus walking out in the in the in the freaking leg brace and sitting out on the field instead of getting medical attention was better for him. It wasn't life threatening. That's the. I mean, I, I, that's the only thing that I can really say. It's not life threatening. It's not like okay, he needs to go to the hospital ASAP because, you know. That's why they're dramatis, dramat, dramatizing right. it. That's right. why. That's what we don't like. That's what we're complaining about I, too. I mean, is, that's is another that, thing. I think the reason why I didn't feel anything is because I, I saw how horrific that tackle was, and maybe that's the whole point. That we know how hard the tackle was. We know that guy is hurt. We know that guy is severely hurt you don't have to remind us or show us. And maybe that's where that sentiment is coming from. But for me, it's like, man, you know, like when people say, like, oh, they're playing the victim. He is a victim. Like, no, did, I just like, did you see that he just not get, you I just, know, got hit by... I just like, don't think... I just don't think there's any other team that would do that. I've never seen a team do that. When someone gets really hurt that hardcore and then bring them back out in braces and shit and, you know, just to fucking show show it off i've seen because that, that player like, should not like a scene that out of player should not be there it should, it should yeah kind of but yeah that that player should not be out on the bench just chilling there unless he they're like unless he's not hurt i mean I, I again for whatever reason it didn't rub me the wrong way i didn't it, it wasn't something that like i i mean obviously i noticed it but it wasn't something that i i, I that i felt why are they doing I know that it was always going to be blown out of proportion as far as, you know, uh, what the fans are going to say. And then, of course, what Mary Paulson uh, ends up tweeting yeah. uh, to kind of just get that ball rolling. Uh, not the first time he does that. Although, again, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I would I would like to see the owner of my club go in and, and defend 
my players when something like this happens, right? I mean, it's obviously there is a bias. There. Those are two. That's two different things, though. No, and, defending and, and the I, player and, I totally and parading that. him when he's injured. But it adds is a totally different thing. And I get that, but it adds to the whole look. If if this is this guy should never be playing an MLS again. And if you're no, yeah, and you that's know, what I said. That's what they're doing, right? You know, they're, and so they're playing again, it all up. If I am on that side, I'm doing the exact same thing, and that's probably why I'm not mad because I know I would do that, whether it's fair game or not. I, that's a completely different <laughs> argument, but I will be honest. I will be doing the exact same yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, like, but bro. You've, you've also established on this pod and in real life that you're kind of an asshole. So, yeah, well, <laughs> so that's why. Um, yeah, he's never been tested, really. I've, uh, <laughs> um, the thing with me is that obviously in all of this, you know, you, you have the Galaxy fans and the Portland fans kind of go at it, you know, that they're going back and forth. And obviously, this is going to turn into a, a, a bigger rivalry than it has been. Uh, in the past, uh, I think the, you know, the, the Nagby, De Jong thing was something that you probably, okay, you know, De Jong has a reputation for this. Nobody knows who the hell Williams is, right? right? So now you have a second instance. So this is, this is going to stick. This is going to stick. Um, I think, I, I think the fan bases are not going to like each other from here on now. And we're just fine. It's part of the game that happens. That's how rivalries are built and, you know, all the other fun stuff. And, and again, it's just, you know, fan you know, fanfare there, right? So everyone is, you know, defending, not necessarily defending Williams for the tackle. I think everyone acknowledges that, hey, this is a really bad tackle. Hey, this is a red card. You're going to get suspended. Um, it is now a matter of um, how long the suspension is for, how, you know, how severe the punishment is. And obviously there are people in the media who are egging this on and of course, you're you know you're kind of drawing the line in the sand here, where you know you have some people like saying, like literally saying, he shouldn't be playing until Polo comes back, which is fucking stupid. It is an, a, absolutely absurd. That's not how this works. Injuries happen. It's an accident. It's a poor judgment, but it's an accident. I can guarantee. Well, I'm 99% sure that there is absolutely no malicious intent no. in that no. tackle it was just an absolutely boneheaded play here's you, you the thing can, you could almost see the regret in yeah. william's face as he's flying through the air going like oh yeah. shit what did i do yeah and the thing is is that like like there really you know if you question i don't think anyone i don't think a portland fan is is listening to this and i'm sure most galaxy fans agree that there was no malicious intent in there but if, if you're watching the game there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that this was a malicious intent. There was malicious intent. And I went after this guy uh, on purpose to make sure I end his career or severely hurt this man. Number one, Williams is playing in his, what, his third MLS game? There's absolutely no history of him in the league whatsoever. Yeah. Like, nobody knows who he is. He's, he's, he's making his league debut. There is no history there. The game itself was not physical. The game itself was not physical whatsoever. There was hardly any physicality in this game. There was, this was not retaliation. Nothing happened. Nothing happened prior to that. This wasn't like, hey, the ref missed this call. This is the way I get it back, right? That, that didn't happen. None of that went down. There was no history between Polo and Williams, nor were they going at it, you know, up to that point. Like, they weren't, like, barking at each other. They weren't you know, talking shit to each other. They weren't being physical with each other. There was literally nothing there. 
But Williams just randomly decides, yeah, I'm going to hurt that guy. How, how stupid is that? This was an accident. It was an, an extraordinarily stupid play. And Williams, we know now that slide tackling and aggressive slide tackling is very much part of his game. Vanny has acknowledged this, and Williams said, yeah, I like slide tackling. It's fun. Obviously, if you mistime a slide tackle, something like that is going to happen. You're going to see injuries. It's happened before. You've seen some bad tackles that are, man, I, it's, I just missed. I, I didn't mean to do this. I, I was genuinely trying to get the ball. I just missed. This was a bad miss. This was a really, really bad miss. This, there was no intention. For me personally, if he gets more than four, I, if he gets suspended three games after the, uh, the mandatory game suspension, yeah. one game, yeah. After the one, the one game, game mandatory, yeah. if they add three more, that is my limit right there. If it goes any higher than that, I would be upset. Well, because because there was no intent. If there is an intent, I would say, dude, you can throw the book at him. Yeah. Because there's no way you can defend that. There's absolutely no way you can defend that. If it's more than three additional games, I have a problem with it. Yeah. You, well, you I have a at, big problem with You look it. at DeYoung and other events uh, that are similar to this. Um, this was a, a three-game uh, ban after after the, the initial suspension. So three yeah. additional games after, after that. Um, the only time it's been more than that was Brian Mullen when he broke yeah. Steve Zakwani's leg. Yeah. And that was 10 games. And that was... But that was that very was, much intentional. Yeah. Yeah. That you could tell that much, that was very intentional. Yes. Very, very um, intentional. Broke, totally yeah, different. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they're going to go that harsh on this. I think this is good. There's a lot is going to be taken get, taken into, into effect. Like I said, if it's three games, if it's five games, because Merritt Paulson is really pushing that... You know, uh, Merritt Paulson and, and Stu Holden and everybody else that has talked about this is really, really pushing that narrative. Okay, five games. I think, honestly, I think they're going to go with five games. I would be upset with five games. Um, I think that I, I get that the tackle is harsh. I 100% get it. I am not defending Williams in any way, shape, or form for that tackle. But it was a bad decision. And for me, the big factor here is that there was no intent whatsoever. It was a reckless tackle. It's horrible to watch. The more you watch it, the less you can defend it. But you can't... I, I know you want to stop that type of aggressive play in the league, but, man, it, it, it's, it's bad judgment on, on a player whose game is almost dependent on th that type of play, of aggressive type. I mean, the, uh, a couple weeks before in LAFC when he got that assist, if he misses that ball, guess what? That's probably a card. That's a yellow card. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, it's a yellow card. You can tell that this, you know, that's a style of play. If he misses it, that's the consequence. If he makes it, obviously, it's what fans like to see, that aggressive enforcer and the guy who can, you know, don't don't come in, don't fuck with me, don't come in here. You're going to get, you're going to get that. Yeah. What's crazy right? is that both, both of our examples have been on, you know, far up the field, far, far from the defensive right, 18, right, right. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, again, for me, I think three after is fine. Four, you're really, really stretching it. If you get to five additional games after the mandatory one, I think that's – I think you went a little too far here. I know every Portland fan is going to disagree, but I'm sorry. You went a little too far right there. Um, that's just me. But 
unpopular opinion here because nobody's talking about this because they're too busy arguing with Portland fans. But if Portland fans aren't opening, if, if Barry Paulson doesn't tweet what he tweets and Portland fans aren't crying foul, you know, where like, oh, that's, that is a, uh, that's criminal intent. That's straight up assault and battery. He should be put in jail. Like, I mean, that's a legitimate take that somebody had, which is fucking absurd. If they didn't do that, if they're not crying foul, if they acknowledge, fuck, bad tackle, that's it. He's going to get suspended. We all know it. Fuck that guy. And then let it go. I'm more upset. And I don't know why. And Well, no, I, I understand why. I just don't agree with it. The anger shouldn't be toward Portland fans or Stu Holden or Taylor Twelman or anybody else out there. The anger should be toward Derek Williams, if I'm being perfectly honest here. Because how many times have we criticized past players for being too reckless, too aggressive, red card way and happening? I think we did it with this with this uh We did this with Araujo last season. Like, dude, he's a beast. He's aggressive. I like the kid, but this guy's gonna get a red card. And we criticize, like, dude, you're putting your team in danger of being at a big disadvantage. What good are you if you're out there with reckless tackles or you know, mistimed tackles that cost your team a man and then you for the next game? Why the fuck are we not criticizing Derek Williams for this? For that type of a for that type of a tackle. It wasn't even like I just missed you. I, mean, I don't I don't think that anybody isn't criticizing Derek Williams. Like I think everybody understands that that was pretty pretty bad. I, I mean I, I, I Everybody, but I don't think that the reason nobody's going out and criticizing Derek Williams is because I think everybody knows exactly how bad that was. And, and I think Derek Williams knows how bad that is. And the Galaxy knows how bad that is. They're not defending. Nobody's defending Derek Williams. Everybody understands. You know what I mean? Like, that's why the, the I think that's why nobody's like really going after him. I, about I, mean, I hope this. so it's, because it's, I. It's, it's true, but I get your point, Lewis. The thing is, he hasn't been playing that many games. Like, yeah, like when we used to criticize, like, let's say Beckham, when he would just run up the field and you knew he was going to fucking foul someone in a minute. You know, uh, that's because it happened multiple, multiple, multiple times. It was a, it was a characteristic that we already seen. This is, he's only been in, what, three games? Yeah, like a um, handful of games. A handful of games. Yeah, it's the second time. And yeah, they're very, it's really high up the field. Um, but like what David said, it's, it, it, and you said it's not with intent, you know. This is something that he he completely understood, you know, that was it wasn't cool, uh, and and it was a huge mistake uh, that he made. But um, he but he is going to be a guy that continues to slide. I just you know it's yeah. We'll see. So, we'll see if that if if he does it recklessly or or with a bit more precision. And that's when we'll be able to uh, uh, criticize him in that way that you're saying, Lewis. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that for me, you know, you've now not because honestly, like everyone said it and I agree and I know you guys agree, you know, red card doesn't happen. The, 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 again, it, it changes the, di the dynamic of the game completely. 100 percent that the, 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 the game just kind of just turn on its head. Not the same game that you saw in the first half by any stretch. Um, and. Derek Williams now put his team. Basically, Derek Williams lost that game for them. Okay, um, he doesn't so. do. No, I don't think so. 
No, I, I just no. See, the thing is, do no. we win that game if it's still eleven on eleven? No, I don't, don't think know so. that. And do we lose that game eleven on eleven? I don't know that. It could easily have been a draw. Uh, you can't, you can't say that Derek it. Williams lost him that game. No. I can easily say Derek Williams lost him that game. It was a guarantee. Well, no, it's not a guarantee. I, I've seen teams play 10 on 11 still do fairly well. But you have put your team at a huge disadvantage. A huge disadvantage. Sure. And against a team that, even decimated by injuries, still a good team. Still has some good players. Still very well coached. And guess what? They took advantage of it immediately. You put your team at a very, very big disadvantage. And now, for not only for the next game, but you also, depending on how many games you suspended, once again, you've now depleted your team. And granted, look, you only played two or three games, but he was, up until that point, we're saying, dude, this guy's a beast. This guy's a boss. This guy's a huge upgrade. Definitely one of our better defenders up there. Guy's a general. The guy's screaming. He knows what he's doing. We're praising him. Well, now it's like, dude, you've just hurt your team for multiple games, for multiple games. This, again, I know it was that one time, and I get what Bobby is saying. Like, it's not something that we have seen constantly, but we know that his slide tackling is a big part of his game. If it happens again, you're going to have to start seeing, even if it's not like, you know, as bad as that, but you start seeing those yellow cards, those red cards. He's going to have that reputation now, regardless if this is just the first time. He's going to yes, have that reputation, have reputation. He's He's, he's going to be marked, you know, 100%. when he comes back, he's going to be marked. He's going to get any little foul, you know, like the foul that, the foul that led to the, the third goal, the, uh, where, where I, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Valeri just ran into Steres. Um, that to me, was the Galaxy being marked as a, a a team that was playing too physical at that point? Because after after the in the second half, I felt like the re, the ref was calling the game a little bit too much on Portland's side, and I felt like Portland was again was really just kind of amping that up just a little bit too much. The the the, the victimhood card they were playing that a little bit too too far. Um, we should probably talk about the rest of this game um, before. Before we we go too much further on on this, I think I think the consensus is Derek Williams didn't do a good thing, and he's going to get punished. And you know how much of that punishment remains to be seen, but um, he deserves to to get some sort of punishment from the MLS yes. uh, disciplinary committee for a horrendous tackle. Awful. I, nobody's going to defend that tackle tackle ever ever I sure hope not I sure hope not let's Um, talk about the second half second half look again it changes the entire dynamic two minutes in they get scored on and once again the dynamic changes because the survival mode just kind of goes out the door you can't even say that like okay as long as we stay put we get out of a zero zero draw or again let's play some guerrilla warfare and just sit back if you can get that one counter and score that one opportunity, maybe we steal this game. I that went out the window. Fight. I did not see that fight in this team in this game. I think, again, uh, you look at the first. You look at that first goal. Everybody's, everybody's kind of slow to everything. But it, I mean, again, comes out. He comes out slow. I'm just like, okay, I'm going. I'm gonna go get this ball. Uh, Steroids gets beat. You know, by, uh, on the header by Mora, the substitute, by the way, who came in for Andy Polo. Um, you know, but but honestly, you don't think after what happened that that basically could either a 
motivate Portland and B really just kind of demoralize the galaxy. You got to yes, but you got to move past it. You got to move on and deal with. Uh, and, and I the agree. Team, the team that was showing the fight earlier in the early games of the season, the 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 praise that we were giving these this team when we were saying, "Hey, this team doesn't put their heads down. They don't give up. They did it in this game. In this, this game, they did it." This isn't a pass for me. I'm not saying that the Galaxy are a pass, but I just kind of feel that this is a game that you move on from. This is a game that, like, look, if if it continues 11 on 11, I think we can criticize a little bit more as to what happened. Why couldn't we break it down? Why did we get scored on? Uh, you know, if we lost or drew the game or however the outcome, I think you can make a better like analysis and criticism. I think after the red card, everything changed um, completely. You saw it in the second half. You're playing at a disadvantage. Um, I I think that there was a demoralization, and I think this was kind of one of those extreme circumstances where it's not that even that you were getting like outplayed to the point where I don't want to play anymore because you've been outplayed, but still hustled and still tried and still whatever. I think that this was a completely different situation. I think that this was more about like emotions were like, dude, we know, we saw what just happened, right? So um, I'm not giving the Galaxy a pass, but this is something where I can just move on from. Look, we lost the game. What happened happened. Fine. You move on, and that's it. You move on for me. I, I, I honestly don't even, with the exception of what happened with the red card, I don't dwell on this game. I really don't. We lost the game. We're down a man. What happened happened. I'm okay with it. I move on. If it happens again, again, it's about consistency. If it happens again, you're going to have to start questioning, wait, what's going on? What just happened? You know? So for me, I move on from this game. I move on from this game. I don't want right. to say that. Well, let, that that's it. That, that's just me. I move on from this game. Let's move on from this game then. Okay. Uh, uh, are we are, are we moving on? Yeah, we are. San Jose. San Jose. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I was oh, going to no, no. before we move Bond. on to that part, was there a man of the match for you guys? So Bond. Bond, right? It's Bond. Yeah. Okay. I think everybody so... can take. It's Bond. Uh, I think just kind of like by well, default, but it's so <laughs> okay. Let okay. Well, let, let, let me do this because I haven't done this yet. Um, as far as uh, I probably shouldn't do that, but okay. Um, let's look at player rankings. So <laughs> because because yeah, I, I think it's uh, who's the highest rated player? Yeah, who's the highest who's the highest rated player? Wow. Um. I said wow because that took a fucking long time to get there. Um, <laughs> Bond. I'm just gonna go Bond. Bond. Uh, David. I'm gonna go Bond. I'm gonna go. I'm going Bond. Okay. So um, highest rated player is for the third game in a row, Araujo. And, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and the thing is, is that we talked about the last game about how good the Galaxy played. Um, and how the lowest rated player was, I believe it was Grand Seer at 7.2. And, you know, was he which, 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 which kind of shows how well. By the way, if you're looking at dominant Galaxy performances, look at what happened against Austin in the first half. Look at what happened in Portland in the, in the first half. Don't tell me that those aren't two polar opposites. Again, I have no idea what game you're watching if you thought Galaxy dominated Portland. <laughs> they dominated Austin. And by the way, they had less possession against Austin. So you can tell in the Austin game 
that they deserved a goal and that they were going to score. Not the case in Portland. Yeah, Mark. for sure. So, okay. So also two different style, two different quality of teams. Right. Even of, with so many course. men de- men out. One hundred percent. Um. So as I said, seven point two was the lowest rated player against Austin. Araujo being the highest, seven point zero. For this um, game. Jesus. For this game, yes. That was the highest-rated player, 7.0. Who was the lowest-rated player? Well, uh, other let, than Derek Williams? Take, yes, other than <laughs> Derek Williams. That's, about, that's what I was about to say. Other than Derek Williams, who was the lowest-rated player? Um, I'm, I was going to go with Grand Sierra again. I'm going to say Chicha. Um, the funny thing is, is that uh, no matter who you pick, you're basically in the ballpark. Um, officially, it is Kevin Cabral. At 6.0, he played oh, wow. He played 69 minutes. He had 6.0. Next lowest rated, Jonathan Bond at 6.1. Mm. Um, and I, that kind of makes sense because three goals were allowed. Yeah, got three goals, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, but there's a lot of... Um, which is ironic because I also would have said that he yeah. made some good saves and... Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, the fact that Araujo is 7.0 and everyone is below him... They're all in the sixth range, so it's really bad. Uh, the next highest-rated player, by the way, is Jonathan Dos Santos, a 6.8. Mm-hmm. So um, back to David's point about not, him not looking well. Um, well, he did him with 6.8. But um, Chicha, 6.3. Viafania, 6.2. Grand Sierra only played 40 minutes, so, uh, you know, a little uh, bias there. Uh, but he was also at 6.2. Leggett, 6.5. Uh, Steres at 6.8. Eight. All right. What was Williams? Uh, he was five point five. Yeah, five point five, and that's is that and that's the lowest the they part. go. Uh, I don't think it's the lowest <laughs> they go, but uh, <laughs> see, the scale seems weird. Yeah, because 5.5 people 5 seem to really max low. out at like seven, like high sevens, and they seem to, to to you know be low around the the six mark. Yeah, uh, whoever's doing this is drunk. <laughs> they're like we're gonna come up with a number ranking system but the lowest is gonna be five and the highest is gonna be seven and I everything have, in between that i have uh i have a uh and just make it one through three that's it sorry uh, <laughs> i've seen a couple fours in there actually to be honest um <clears throat> yeah uh, not a uh, not a good game for anybody, and again, it, it's a little twisted. Uh, what happened in the second half? Uh, they're chasing the game, and they're absolutely being overrun by a team that 100% took advantage of uh, being up a man. So, again, for me, I, I think it's a blip. You move on. What happened happened. You move on. I don't think it's it's a fair assessment of what you can of you know what happened here. Um, what I can take from the first half is that. You put nine guys behind the ball, and the Galaxy aren't going to be able to break it. Um, at least not with that lineup. I think if you put Victor Vasquez, you might have a little bit more uh, luck since he. We've talked about this before. He is the one that's going to open up those lanes, those uh, break those uh, guys free, and uh, uh, make that final pass. So, honestly, I, I feel that if Victor Vasquez was here in the first half, maybe it looks a little different, but we don't know. Um, I'm sure he'll feature against San Jose this weekend, uh, hopefully. Uh, so that's it. You know, for me, it was a, a team that really couldn't break down uh, a team that decided to defend the whole way through, and they are very susceptible to, uh, you know, the um, the counterattack. So that's something that they need to work on. And um, 
that's all I'm taking away from this. I can't make a a, a proper analysis after after the red card because it it really does at that point it is survival and at that point it's scrappiness. At that point it's it's something different and I can't even oh, judge their they heart. Honestly, they didn't have it. They didn't have it in this. Yeah, I mean yeah. the thing is, like I said, I for me personally, and people can disagree well, with this, and that's fine. But just based on what went down and why they were down a man, um, I, I think that. Even for me to say, yeah, they didn't play with any heart. I think that that particular circumstance was, you know, so unexpected that you're just kind of like, I, I don't even know how to react to this right now. Um, I don't know what was said at halftime. I don't know what, you know, what the game plan was because I think, again, I, I think it's even thrown out the window after that first goal. So um, at that point, they're just scrambling. And when you're scrambling already down a man, it's not really uh, good for anyone. So, um, like I said, I, I really can't take anything into real consideration in that second half so um that's it i move we're, on i move on to the next we're stage. still in third place in the in the west right uh we're still third place uh in the west we're four and two we're still doing uh, a hell of a lot better than a lot of people would have uh given us credit for but um look at the two teams that we lost seattle and portland i personally had them one and two or finishing one and yeah. two yeah. In, in the western conference um both of them on the road um, again, much like San Jose that started off really, really hot. Um, guess what? Played against Portland, played against Seattle. You lost both of those games, and then you lose the final, uh, this, this last game um, against Kansas City. Guess what? They're all playoff teams. So that's what I said about the Galaxy. Let me pull this back because when you play a playoff team, how do you respond? How are you playing against a playoff team? You've been the teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. How are you beating the playoff teams? Right now, they're 0-2. So I'm still keeping, I've always kept my, my feet on the ground here because it's a long season. It's about consistency. But again, I can probably throw this game out the window based on what happened. It's not a fair assessment. I don't know what happens. But to be honest, if Portland's at full strength going in Portland, I don't think we win this game. <laughs> I really don't think we win this game. So um, now it's uh, on to San Jose or we play San Jose. It's at home, non playoff team. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, but but also a team that, that is not afraid to put nine guys behind the ball and just right. make you break them down and then hit you on the counter or right. play physical against you and goat you into giving up cards. So I think all, all of that stuff is on the table for San Jose. The one advantage I give is we're at home, um, but you have to look at who the Galaxy might have available. Uh, Sebastian Legette has been called into the U.S. men's national team, so he's gonna be gone he's gonna be gone he will, will not be at this game obviously we have the Derek williams red card um and so my guess is nick depew probably plays yeah and i'm hoping that victor vasquez comes in but that also means that we have efrain alvarez still in the lineup there um we have seen Derek williams i'm sorry we have seen the team without Derek williams before uh the first uh two games before he featured against seattle um and went out uh, with uh, injury or at least precaution. Uh, so we know that they can play without Derek Williams, but obviously, you know, the defense goes down a notch. Uh, more than likely, I agree. I, I think you're going to see Nick DePew in here. I think the, the good thing is that he actually pairs up pretty well with Steris. Um And so I also hope to see Victor Vasquez in this lineup. I hope that Kevin Cabral has more of a role, uh, more involved. 
Um, he was involved, just not as much like as you said. They 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 played a lot on the right side uh, as to the left. Um, but you can see that Kevin Cabral does want to create uh, on his own and uh, is willing to take defenders on. So um, hopefully he can break down the that defense and uh, create for either himself or somebody else. Um, obviously for our prediction, listen to balls and beers, but. Um, uh, it's gonna be see, it's gonna be interesting to see how they respond after what happened in Portland. How do they respond uh, in front of their fans um, against uh, an old rival? Um, it, it's gonna be interesting. Well, I mean, Bobby, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, it's true, but I think it's gonna have to be a refresher for them. I think like what you said earlier on, what you, how you want to move on. I think that's what they're gonna try to do. Yeah. Um, they're gonna move on and and pretty much see this as a completely new new canvas and forget about what's bothering them and what's the monkey on their shoulder you know what i mean um but you know i'm just i just hate san jose you know fuck them um <laughs> i'm just not looking forward to this game because i'm worried of like how physical they're gonna get on our team um but I hope. Look at I was one thing. One thing I was really disappointed about last game was they. Even though, even though after down the man, you know, you say like it's not really anything to really criticize them for too much because of the circumstances. I mean, if you just go off by the first half, I mean, they were still too poor. They can't handle press. They can't handle pressure, uh, uh, physical pressing uh, on uh, from from the attackers. It's difficult for them, um, and I feel like that's going to be a problem with San Jose. Other the difference is, is that I feel like they're going to come with a, a way more higher fighting mentality towards San Jose. Uh, so uh, I'm looking, for, you know, I'm scared, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope I hope we get the ball up uh, to. I hope Cabral has has a, has a little bit more of a role. Um, I know you guys. I, he has been. He has had maybe a handful of moments where uh, he's 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 had a good moments of attack or putting putting defender on his heels. Uh, but so far, to me, they've been kind of uh, soft. Uh, I want to see something more. I want to see something a little bit more uh, with with a much more aggression from him. Um, I know he he to me he looks like he just still feels like a little bit out of place. Um, hopefully, you know that'll kind of end soon. But yeah, look, man, go Galaxy, fuck San Jose. <laughs> listen to listen to balls and beers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I mean, you know, another, an, another tough match this, this weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it should be, it should be an exciting one. It should be one that, that shows a little bit more fight, uh, than the, the iteration of this, this game last year, which featured, uh, what, what ended up being the, the sort of rallying cry for a lot of galaxy fans last, the last San Jose uh, game that we played uh, was the famous uh, Michael Rajo uh, this is not living up to the badge commentary so um, I, I feel like I, I, I want to see this game live up to the badge I want to see it live up to the rivalry I want to see the, that fight that was missing in Portland uh, show up in this game so that's that's kind of you know listen to balls and beers as Bobby said yeah so anything else guys any last words questions uh, I, I have two things um, if uh, if you know if you, you'll indulge, indulge me, Bobby. 
Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, are you going to so, complain about the thing while you're doing the thing? Possibly. So, so once again, <laughs> once again, um, just from from myself speaking for myself, but probably for the rest of the guys, uh, we wish Andy Pol- Polo a speedy recovery. The guy has a, a ruptured quad and a torn meniscus. He's out for the season. Um, I really, really want to see him come back to the field. Um, uh, even though this is a guy who was our opponent for this day, you don't you don't like to see this happen to a. Um, no, there's no personal. Yeah, no, of course not. So we wish. Him. So Andy Polo, the, the 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 person, the soccer player, obviously we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, we hope that he comes back to the field soon. Uh, also, Br- uh, former Galaxy goalkeeper Brian Rowe has announced that he is retired. So, uh, congrats. Brian Rowe, um, you know, a, a, a decent career with the Galaxy and uh, and throughout MLS. I think he, he played in Vancouver and, and some other spots, right, Lewis? Yeah. Um, yes. I think so. And uh, in Orlando as well. Um, oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah. So congrats to you, Brian Rowe. And also uh, today is Kevin Elgato Hartman's birthday. So happy birthday, Gato. Happy birthday. And that's what I was going to say. Happy birthday. Oh, David took it. So should I just... Uh, should I birthday just a- is from all of us. It's not like it has to be specifically from you. Jeez. Uh, no, mine was specifically from me. This is LA is our house. <laughs> <laughs> not Lewis so, is so, in the... So, Go on. So should I uh, just take David's spot and just depress everybody? Yes. Oh, why not? Because <laughs> I don't have anything to press you with. So. I'm done. Good. Good. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 222. I'm here with David and Lewis. Bye, everyone. See you guys next week. Later, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.